Hey guys, Rob Kowalski here, and today I'd like to talk to you about six years abstinent, the pros and cons. For those of you that don't know me, I've actually been abstinent for two six-year stretches. So uh, originally I was abstinent from 2000 to 2006, and I really kind of did that more for uh, selfish reasons. I thought that if I was uh, a good boy that God would send me my soulmate. And then I, what they call backslid in Christianese uh, from 2006 to like 2011. And then I rededicated and I've pretty much been abstinent since 2012. I say pretty much because a little over three years ago I made a mistake one night with a girlfriend, uh, just a platonic girlfriend of mine. and. Uh, you know, almost lost a friend. But outside of that one night, I've been abstinent for six years. Uh, but I always have to mention that so no one can call me out on it. And it was really, though, in the last six years that I was able to learn everything that I now know about sex. Uh, because I guess because I lived on one side and then another and then I went back and then I came back again. I don't know exactly when I picked up everything that I learned, but I do really have a good understanding of sex. But today I want to talk very honestly about the pros and cons of abstinence and waiting. And, um, you know, just so this way, if it's something that someone is thinking about doing, or maybe it's something that someone is doing and, and they're like, hey, I can relate to this. Uh, I can relate to this con. Or maybe it's someone that's not waiting and they can um, see value in abstinence, but really just wanted to kind of make a video to share both sides and what my personal experience has been from being abstinent for the last six years. So let's dive into it. Number one, I learned to be happy alone. So when I was sexually active, I was always used to having a girl around me. It didn't necessarily matter what girl was around me, um, but I always liked to have a female around just to do stuff with and to have sex with. Uh, so when I made this commitment to abstinence, I really had to learn to be happy by myself. And what that did for me was um, allowed me to not choose people out of desperation. And I often compare people that date out of loneliness or people that date out of desperation to people that go to the grocery store hungry. Has anyone gone to the grocery store hungry? You probably know you, you take home some shit that you don't want and that can't satisfy you long term. This is the same way for people that have never learned to manage that appetite and learn to be happy by themselves. Reason number two, I found my purpose. I try to keep my videos pretty practical, but this one um, maybe is not as practical. It's maybe a little more spiritual. There's a verse in the Bible, Romans 12 too, it says, don't conform any longer to the pattern of this world. It's basically it's saying, don't be like everybody else. Don't do things the way that everybody else does them, but let God change the way you think by the renewing of your mind. It says, then you will know his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For me, I really saw that verse uh, prove true in my own life because when I made the decision to be abstinent, I started to see what God's plan was for my life. Like for me, I didn't really know why I was here. I think too many people try to figure it out on their own. They try to ask themselves, well, what's my purpose? Why am I here? And I don't think that you're able to figure that out because you didn't create you. Someone else created you. So how can you tell you what your purpose is? Only the person or the being that created you can tell you what that is. And when you put something like sex on the altar and you make that sacrifice, which you know I believe God knows it's a huge decision. It's a huge uh, sacrifice that he rewards you by showing you what his plan is for you, which gives you this deep sense of fulfillment because you're now living in your purpose. I see so many people that go to jobs that they hate 
nine to fives and they complain about and they can't wait for the weekend because they hate their job, but they're unwilling to put that thing on the altar and give up that thing in order to figure out what their purpose is. It really kind of goes back almost to the beginning when you think about Adam and Eve. Like, when did their life get hard? Their life got hard after they sinned. It wasn't before. Before they sinned, everything was perfect. They were living in paradise. They loved what they did. But it was only after that they sinned that, you know, the curse entered and they said, God said, by the sweat of your brow, will, you, will the lamb produce fruit for you? And it was only after that sin entered the world that their life became hard. So I see so many people that have hard lives and are doing things that they're not here to do. And I believe there's a direct correlation to obedience and finding your purpose. And that's just my experience. Three, I cultivated an amazing group of friends. I think everyone wants uh, a great group of friends that you know they're able to just kind of hang out and do life with. People that they, you can count on that'll encourage you and be there for you when you need them. But for me, it was I was only able to really cultivate this great group of friends that were more than just surface level friends, more than people that I just went out to the bars with or guys that I want you know, looking for chicks with or whatever. But I was only able to cultivate deep, meaningful, uh, platonic relationships when I put abstinence, when I made the decision to become abstinent because I didn't even have mindless dating as an option. I didn't have, uh, you know, just going on random dates with girls as a crutch anymore because I didn't want to put myself in a position to fail. Like, what's the point of dating if, if there's no payoff? If I don't see that girl as wife material, why would I ask her out on a date? Because there's not going to be a payoff. I'm not going to have sex with her and we're not going to get married. So at that point, I'm just wasting my time and her time. So for me, I, I, it was like, it was almost like the immersion technique. If you're familiar with that, if you want to speak a foreign language, which most people do, you, you know, you're, you don't really learn it until you're forced to, if you get dropped into another country where you can't speak the language, guess what? You pick up the language really fast, right? Because you have to for survival. And that's exactly what happened to me is when I've made the decision to become abstinent, I had to cultivate these great friendships just for survival purposes because I was so lonely. And it was through those great relationships that it pushed me to become this best version of myself because now I had a support group. Now I had all these people around me to inspire me and encourage me. And what I honestly believe is the way that God set all this up is whatever your dream is, whatever your vision, whatever your purpose is, when you realize it, you're not gonna be able to make it alone. You're gonna need the support of a lot of people around you. And it was having the support of all these amazing friends that pushed me to do all the things that I'm currently doing. It, you know, pushed me through the pain of writing the book, helped me start my nonprofit, all kinds of things that I did, even mission trips, international relief trips with friends. It was through these great relationships that I was able to do all those things. And I wouldn't have established those relationships had I not been abstinent because I've, I would have always had a girl as an option to hang out with and I wouldn't have been forced to establish those. Pro number four is a positive mindset. So when I was out whoring around, Oftentimes it was fun in the moment, I won't lie, but it was after that I felt empty. I would sometimes look in the mirror and I just didn't like myself and I, I would have negative thoughts about myself or I would, I would think that other people had negative thoughts about me. But when you start genuinely becoming a positive difference on those around you and really adding value to other people's lives, you start to like yourself again. 
and it puts you in a positive frame of mind. And I just believe that you're kind of operating with the rhythm of the universe at that point. You get a certain level of respect for yourself and you're able to walk with your head up high because you know that you've mastered yourself and you're not subject to all your physical cravings. It's almost like the way I imagine like an athlete would feel about themselves or, or maybe the way that they would look at somebody that doesn't work out, that hasn't mastered themselves in that area. They feel a sense of pride because of the discipline and um, that's what it's done for me. Pro number five is better reputation. I have a great reputation with my girlfriends and honestly it's because none of us have slept together. I also have a great relationships with my guy friends even because I'm not the guy that's out sleeping with all the girls or trying to sleep with all the girls. I think deep down everyone respects um, virtue and chivalry and innately when someone doesn't live their life that way it bothers us and it creates division in relationships and uh, one of the things that I value most now is my reputation and it was I, I attribute that directly to the fact that I've been absent for the last six years because I know what my reputation was like prior to that when I backslid for those six years and it was not good. Pro number six, no STDs. So when you're sexually active, you always have that thought in the back of your mind like, am I clean? If you slept with someone since your last test, you really can't know. So it's complete peace of mind knowing that you don't have any diseases to take into your next relationship. Pro number seven, pregnancy. So when I was sexually active, I had a few close calls. But when you're abstinent, you never have to worry about getting a call letting you know that you're going to be a daddy. And lastly, pro number eight, sex transmutation. So I use this as a follow-up to my 10 reasons to not have sex before marriage video as reason number 11. And in a great book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, he talks about this principle where he says it's a well-known fact that great inventors and, and notable people throughout history took their sexual energy, which is the strongest form of any human energy, and they redirected it from just purely physical expression into other forms. And, you know, they've, they built great fortunes and, and did all kinds of amazing things using that energy. And I know that in my life that this is true because I took all that energy that I used to use to chase the opposite sex and I put it back into myself. I started a nonprofit. I volunteered like crazy. I became a leader at my church. I became a leader in my community. I read more books than I ever had in my life. And I became like the absolute best version of myself. And would I have had the energy to do all those things if I was still running around chasing girls? Probably not. Nor would I have been able to write the book or had the energy to do so. And I believe it was all that hard work that I took and put in myself that's going to be the thing that helps me to attract the person to make me happy long-term. There's a great message I heard uh, a while back by Andy Stanley that says, are you the person you're looking for is looking for? And basically, it's, you know, goes back to the, the old saying, like you don't attract what you want, you attract what you are. So many people don't wanna go through the pain. They don't wanna go through the, the process of self-development, of becoming this better person. They're just looking for someone to fix them. And they don't ever attract that person because they aren't that person. So for me, I took that energy, I put it into myself, and now I believe that I'm the type of person that could attract the kind of person that would make me happy long-term. Okay, now for the cons. And I'm gonna give it to you as straight as possible. Con number one, depression. There have been many a nights that I've gone to bed depressed. 
I'm sure if I had someone to sleep with or lay next to or even just run their fingers through my hair to tell me that everything was going to be okay, it would have lessened the pain that life was throwing at me. Con number two, loneliness. So going home alone night after night by yourself gets old. Sometimes it feels like everyone else is having sex and everyone else has someone. Holidays especially, you notice this. And uh, sometimes that is very lonely. Con number three, lack of physical touch. So I have very strong boundaries up when it comes to the opposite sex. I don't spend time alone with females because of that mistake I made three years ago. So for me, I haven't cuddled, I haven't spooned in three years and I miss that. Con number four, you'll be misunderstood. So I've had so many friends, even family members, not understand what I'm doing or, you know, ask me like, when are you getting married? Or, or just try to tell me that this is the wrong way to go about it. And if I didn't have a complete conviction knowing that what I'm doing is right and a, and a healthy ego, they may have convinced me. Con number five, you will lose friends. So I've had to be willing to let people go as I started to make these decisions in my life. These were people that I was very good friends with and loved spending time with that I had to be willing to let go because our lives were moving in dire different directions and that was very hard. And lastly, con number six, FOMO. Fear of missing out. This was probably the biggest challenge in the beginning because initially I was just removing things and people from my life and I didn't have anything or anyone to replace them with. So I found myself staying at home alone a lot and the weeks turned into months and the months turned into years and then you start wondering if you're missing out. And the worst is when you see that friend on social media that looks so happy. Then you start thinking to yourself, am I missing out on life? So those are my six year abstinent pros and cons. If I had to say which side outweighed the other, I would say definitely the pros far outweighed the cons. If I summed all the cons down into one point, it would be this. It was really freaking hard. But I believe that by doing those things, I've set myself up for a very successful future with the right person. So if you like the video, hit the like or thumbs up button, leave me a comment below, and hit the subscribe button. I post new videos every week. Thanks.